For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFL Week 11 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. We had another week, friends, where we were so close to a profitable week. All I needed was the win either on Sunday night football or Monday night football to secure a profitable week, and I went 0-2 again. Same thing as last week, so I'm walking away from Week 10 with a slight loss, but we are still profitable for the season. It's going to be a grind here down the final stretch, but... Before I get into my picks from last week, before I get into my picks for this week, there's something that I need to address because I was involved with some Twitter beef this past week, this week, on Monday night. I was involved with a Twitter beef with a gentleman who um, slid into my DMs with a pretty aggressive message uh, after I liked a tweet. Um, I, I originally planned, I, I was going to go on a rant about it, I was going to go on the rant about uh, the tweets leading up to it, about a message, about his reply, about my tweet, all that stuff, and then I realized... This is supposed to be a goofy podcast. We're supposed to be having a silly goose time while I make picks. Uh, And I kind of got away from that the past few weeks, the past few episodes. The grind of the NFL season is taken away from that. So uh, me ranting about a handicapper on Twitter is not going to be goofy either. So I'm taking the high road. I'm not going to talk about it. But then I, I went on to think a little bit more. I know, me thinking, surprising. And I thought, listen, this guy said to me, that I'm not on his level. My coworkers know I'm, that I'm not even close to his level. Uh, Rob Pozzola is not on his level. No one's on his level. This guy in a, is in a league of his own. And I'm not a professional sports better. So uh, maybe he's right. He seems to be doing this for a living. He seems to be making a lot of money doing it. Uh, that's great for him. So maybe I need to take the high road, swallow my pride, and learn from the best of the best in the business. And I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to swallow my pride. Like I said... I'm not a professional sports better, so maybe I can learn from the best of the best. So I did a little bit of digging. I wanted to see how his brain works, because he clearly has figured out something that other people haven't figured out. Um, so I read a few of his write-ups. There was one that I found that was very interesting, that I think reveals a lot, and something I can learn from. Once again, I'm taking the high road here. So this write-up is from his bet on October the 9th, so just last month. It's for the Lakers uh, game... Five, I believe it was, Lakers, Heat, NBA Finals. Uh, first couple lines are pretty basic, but I'll skip right to the important line here. The Lakers are wearing their black Mamba jerseys tonight, and they're 4-0 with these on. They led at halftime by 14, 10, 17, and 29 in those games. They just played different with these on, honoring Kobe. So listen to me, people. I need someone to go through all 32 NFL teams and get me the records with their different colored jerseys. He's figured out the secret. How do teams perform in a certain color of their jersey? People, I need NFL stats. 
all 32 teams, what the records are for each individual jersey. I need the stats. We have cracked the code, people. We can get on his level. We just need to handicap jersey colors. So someone please gather that information for me. But unfortunately, we don't have jersey color handicapping stats for this week. So we'll have to rely on the stats that I'm used to using for handicapping. So... Uh, as I mentioned at the start, at the very uh, start there, I only had to hit my Sunday nighter or Monday nighter to walk away with a profit this week. I lost both, so my week ten record was six six and two for minus point four one units. Two weeks where I kind of walk away with five hundred, uh, which is a losing record, unfortunately, unless uh, unless he hit a couple money line underdogs. So my season to date record with six weeks to go. We're in the final stretch. 74, 69, and 3 for plus 0.96 units. We are still technically profitable. It's less than a unit, but we're still profitable. It's a grind. Betting every single game has been a grind. But we're in the final stretch. Let's have a winning weekend this weekend. And let's bring it home. I really want to stay profitable for the season. I really, really want to, so we'll see how that goes. But let's uh, break down some uh, the games from last week. Started with the Thursday nighter. I was against the public. I was on the Colts. I had them at even money against the Titans, and that thankfully won. I also had a prop bet Derrick Henry under rushing yards. I, I'm not including the prop bets in this. This is road to 256 bets, which is 256 games. I'm not including the loss on Thursday night, the Derrick Henry under rushing yards, which I gave on guys and bets. Uh, but to be fair, I also haven't counted the field goal props that I've hit earlier in the season as well. So uh, whether I hit hit on them or whether I lose them, I'm not counting the prop uh, prop bets in the road to 256 bets. But to be honest, that Colts and Titans game feels like uh, it's only a week ago. It feels like it was like three weeks ago for some reason. So I don't even really remember too much of the game. Uh, I know the Colts won. So then let's move on to the Sunday's games. The two pushes, Browns, Nick Chubb just fucked me. That was a stinger. Uh, I had my Browns minus three, so it was a good thing that I got on that bet earlier in the week as opposed to waiting until Sunday because it closed at four and a half. Um, but really, I mean, yes, it's kind of a bad beat because Nick Chubb had a clear touchdown and just decided to step out of bounds. But really, I mean, they shouldn't have scored on that drive. They were just running down the clock. They would have just got a first down and then taken knees. So um, just the fact that Nick Chubb had a chance to score was was a good beat, was lucky. Him stepping out of the one kind of kind of stung, but I mean it's a push, it's a push, it's a push. Uh, the other push I had was Lions minus three against Washington. That was one of the last minute bets I placed because that Lions line wasn't out. Uh, Lions games, Lions just don't come out. The Lions, uh, the line for Lions, Lions Panthers this week isn't out on this show either. So I keep giving Lions picks late. This is the third week in a row. Um, but they are just crushing Washington all game. I thought that I already blocked that bet up as a win. Uh, Washington came all the way back, but then the Lions, uh, Matt Prater hit like a 59-yarder, didn't he? Was it that long? Uh, long kick. And he hit it, uh, so that that was a push. There, So both my minus threes were pushes, which is whatever. I'll take a push, I guess. Packers minus 13 against Jaguars. They never really got, got their offense going, especially at the start of the game. Packers got the win but couldn't cover. Um, I mean, that's just one of those games you can't predict. The Packers are going to come out flat. Uh, they outgained them by like 200 yards at least, I think. Uh just couldn't couldn't score and their defense just allowed uh, too too many points so one of those unpredictable ones so that was a loss eagles giants under 44 and a half that hit i uh, barely remember that game because who gives a shit about that game i think that was close though because i think it ended at 41 
but that hit for me. Bucks minus five and a half against Panthers. They crushed him that hit. Bills Cardinals under 56 and a half. That was another stinger. Uh, Bills scored that last second touchdown. Looked like that was going to be it for the game. Cardinals only had a few plays, and it was uh, the total was under at that point. And then Kyler fucking Murray hit that Hail Mary for the under to be ruined. So that was a bad beat. I actually think that's a worse beat than the than the than the Browns minus three, to be honest. So that that stunk. Uh, so I mean, look, Nick Chubb stays in bounds, scores a touchdown. The Hail Mary isn't completed. I would have had a great week right there. Turn those two losses into wins. Uh, but that's football for you. Raiders minus five against the Broncos. That hit pretty easy. Chargers against Dolphins. That was a loss. To be honest, looking back at it, if 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 I'm trying to figure out a mistake, it was that I was so quick to fade the Dolphins that I kind of, it's not that I forgot, but I just didn't put any value into the fact that the Chargers just suck, <laughs> especially their coaching staff. Um, I was just, too, I was a little too quick to jump on the fade Dolphins train. So that was my bad. Uh, Bengals plus six and a half against Steelers. That wasn't even close. Saints 49ers under 49. That hit. Rams minus one and a half against the Seahawks. That hit. They crushed them. I called that game to perfection. And then the two uh, the two night games. Uh, Ravens against the Patriots. I don't know what to think of the Ravens. Uh, we'll talk about them uh, with their uh, their game upcoming this weekend. But that was uh, that was weird. Uh, the weather definitely didn't help them out. That's for sure. And then Vikings Bears over 44. That was dumb. Dumb. That was a dumb bet. Why would I ever bet an over in a Bears game? Stupid. I mean, I think I tweeted that out. Vikings are 30th in opponent yards per game. Average, like Teams are getting over 400 yards per game against them, and then the Bears got like 160. So, I mean, that was my whole rationale But behind betting the over. I was like, I know the Bears offense stinks, but they should be able to at least score some points against this terrible Vikings defense. But no matter, uh, even if, I guess even if they're going up against one of the worst defenses in the league, they still suck. So that's on me. Bad bet. So six, six, and two for minus point four one units. That brings my season to date record to seventy four, sixty nine, and three for plus zero point nine six units. But enough delaying. Let's get into uh, week eleven. Uh, like I said, there's no lines for the Lions and Panthers, and the Chiefs Raiders game just got taken down as well because uh, almost the entire starting defense for the Raiders is going into COVID protocol. So who knows if they're going to start or not? We will see. But for the other 12 games, I have my bets locked in. I'm ready to break them down. Uh, quick housekeeping be sure to subscribe to the show if you're not already. Uh, Please subscribe. If you have a few seconds, give it a little rating. If you have 30 seconds, give it a review. Tell your friends about it. Um, and I'm still raising money for Movember for men's health. Uh, my goal was, uh, what was my goal? I forget now. Was it 500? I think $500. It might've been 300. And I think we're just under 200 right now. So I've tweeted that link out a couple times. Look at my Twitter timeline. If you have a couple bucks, uh, donate to my Movember cause, my mustache. I actually kind of like my mustache, to be honest. Although mustaches are kind of annoying. They just make my lip feel itchy. And it, when it gets wet in the shower, it kind of feels gross. And when you blow your nose, you get a little bit of snot in it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I might I might keep the mustache after Movember. Mo- Pro- probably not, but I might. I think I think I, I think I can kind of pull it off. <laughs> but enough. Enough, uh, enough uh, talking shit. Let's get into the NFL Week 11 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. 
more bacon than the pan can handle. All right, we're starting with the Thursday night football Utility game, man. Cardinals against the Seahawks. Wow. I'm not going to overthink this one. I'm going to take the Utility over 57 and a half. High total. Don't normally like taking overs on these high totals, but I like it in this game uh, for a few reasons. First of all, Cardinals are first in the NFL in yards per game averaging 425.4 yards per game. Seahawks are third in the NFL in yards per game at 405.9. Arizona also 18th in opponent yards per game, so in the bottom half of the league on defense. Seahawks, we all know, dead last at 448.3 yards per game. I rant about how bad the Seahawks defense uh, is every week. Other people seem to finally be catching on to it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've hit betting on them like four of the past five weeks. I think the only game I didn't was against the 49ers a few weeks ago, but... And now we're seeing a, an issue with Russell Wilson. He's just kind of forcing the ball and, and getting some interceptions when um, he doesn't need to. And I think that might be because uh, he knows the defense is going to help him out. So he feels like he has to score a touchdown on every single drive. So I think this is going to be a shootout. Seahawks also rank first in points per play and first in red zone offense. Cardinals offense also fantastic in the red zone, ranking fifth. Um, last game they played a few weeks ago, uh, if, if you remember, that was my Cardinals money line pick. Uh, but there are 71 total points scored in that game so it's an extremely high scoring game Cardinals defense is also banged up including Corey Peters their defensive tackle he's out for the year they have some other injuries on defense as well so they're hurting on defense all signs point to the over in this one it's a high total but I think it's the obvious play here over 57 and a half minus 110 um, also since we're talking about the Cardinals I have to admit that I was wrong about Kyler Murray I released a video on Twitter a couple days ago um, he's not overrated or I think I said my preseason hot take was just that he sucks. Uh, I underrated his running ability. He's so quick, and he does something that other running quarterbacks I haven't seen from, and he knows how to use his blocks downfield. Like, he knows, he knows, he almost has, like, a running back's vision. Uh, he knows how to set up players, and even if they're not necessarily blocking, they kind of set a pick for him. He's just, he's very, very quick and very good vision as a runner. Now, would he be a great quarterback in the NFL if for some reason the NFL came out with a rule that quarterbacks have to stay in the pocket uh no but that's not the rules in the NFL so uh his his feet make up for a lot of his shortcomings that he has when he just stays in the pocket uh so I was wrong about that hot take uh credit to me for admitting it (laughs) moving on let's move on to the Titans and Ravens on Sunday we're gonna get into the Sunday games here I'm gonna back the Titans plus six minus 110 uh, the Ravens have a lot of issues on offense this year. Not even close to the offensive juggernaut that they were last year. I don't know if it's that like defenses have figured out this offense or if they're just out of sync, but something's wrong. They're 22nd in the NFL in yards per game. They're second in that stat last year. They're also 24th in completion percentage, 22nd in yards per pass attempt, 19th in average passer rating. Now, we know the big thing we have to look at in this game is run defense because the Titans will use Derrick Henry all game. The Ravens run the ball more, more than any other team. Uh, so you have to look at run defense, but it's a wash in this case because the Titans are 20th in opponent yards per carry. The Ravens are 21st. So uh, a lot of similarities between the two defenses, to be honest. But there was one big hole in the Ravens defense that I did find, and that's their red zone defense. They're actually dead last in the NFL and red zone defense. Teams are scoring a touchdown on 76.19% of trips to the red zone against them. Like I said, that's the worst mark in the NFL. And... Not only that, but the Titans have the second-ranked red zone offense. So huge advantage in the red zone as far as Titans offense against Ravens defense. 
So that's big. I don't really understand the six-point spread here. Uh, either I'm missing something or people are just still picturing the Ravens from last year and think they're going to kick it into gear. Um, I don't see it. Uh, both teams have a lot of similarities, like I said, on defense, but the Titans' offensive numbers are quite a bit better than the Ravens. So I'll take the six points. I'm not confident enough to take money line. I thought about taking Titans' money line here. I'm not quite as confident, but I love, love, love the Titans plus the six points. Moving on, Eagles-Browns. Uh, hard to get a feel on the Browns recently because two games in a row for them, uh, they're playing in just completely brutal weather, like hurricane conditions, and it actually looks like we might see that again this week. Three straight home games, and it looks like bad weather in all three. Um, my pick for the game is under 47.5, minus 110. I can't trust the Eagles. Eagles are terrible, but also I just don't really know what we're getting with the Browns either, like I said, because two games in a row, they're not. you can't really count those games as far as handicapping because the weather's been just so bad. But speaking about bad, Eagles offense is bad. 28th in yards per play, 24th in points per game, 29th in punts per offensive score. Also, 63.07% of the Eagles plays are passing plays, which is the third highest mark in the NFL. But they're second last in yards per pass attempt and dead last in QB sacks per game. So they're throwing the ball a lot, but it's not working. Wentz is getting taken down an average of 3.9 times per game, and now they're going up against a league leader in sacks in Miles Garrett. But the Browns' offense hasn't been great either, to be fair. But like I said, it's been tough to get a feel for them. Um, but we do know they love to run the ball. Third, third highest run play percentage in the NFL, which is always good for winding the, down the clock, which is good for the under. Uh, they're also just 23rd in yards per game, and both defenses are pretty average. Eagles' defense might be slightly above average, but they certainly aren't bad enough to justify how high this total is considering how bad especially the Eagles offense is. I'll take the under 47.5, minus 110, and we're going to root for some bad weather again. Moving on, the Aints. The New Orleans Aints against my Falcons. This is my best bet of the week. And it's not the Falcons, unfortunately. Saints minus five. This 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 line should be above a touchdown, in my opinion. The Falcons have been kind of feeling nice lately. They're coming off a bye. But I think this is a comeback down to earth game for them. First of all, Jameis Winston, I assume he's starting, right? Drew Brees not starting with a punctured lung. Um, only a slight downgrade from Drew Brees, I think. He's not as accurate. His completion percentage will be lower, but at least he has the arm strength to throw the deep ball and take some shots downfield, which Drew Brees does not have anymore. Uh, more than anything, though, is that the Falcons' defense still one of the worst defensive units in the NFL. 30th in opponent yards per game. Dead last in opponent yards per play. 30th in average opponent passer rating, and 31st in red zone defense. Also, they've always been bad against running backs. I don't have any stats to back that up. That's just my experience as a Falcons fan watching um, watching them. If, if you remember their primetime game against the Packers uh, this year, Aaron Jones torched them out of the backfield, and one of the best receiving running backs out of the backfield in the league is Alvin Kamara. So he's going to cause them a lot of issues there's no real sense in citing many stats for the citing many stats for the Saints since they're all with Drew Brees at quarterback and now Jameis Winston is is in. But I mean, like I said, I don't think he's a big step down from Brees. I think their offense is still going to be effective. The Saints' defense is also sneaky good in a few areas. They're actually fourth in opponent yards per game, second in opponent yards per carry, so very good at stopping the run. So I think I, I think the Saints absolutely blow them out in this one. I will take Saints minus five. Minus 105, and this is my best bet of the week. Uh, Bengals against Washington. What a shit show of a game this is. Uh, I would say don't let 
Last week's Alex Smith performance against the shitty Lions fool you. Their offense is still no good. 28th in yards per game, 30th in punts per offensive score, 29th in points per play, 25th in third down conversion percentage. Now, to be fair, the Washington defense is a top 10 unit, but I can't trust their offense enough to bet on them. So basically, this is what we have. Uh, A below-average Bengals offense, a below-average Bengals defense against a really bad Washington offense, but a good Washington defense. I, I, I mean, this is why this is like a one-point spread, but I will say this is my gut bet game of the week. The stats don't really back it up, but I'm going to take the Bengals. I don't, I can't bet against my guy Joe Burrow against a shitty Washington team. I'm going to take Bengals plus 105. I'm not even, I'm not taking a one-point spread. I'll just take them plus 105. Uh, like I said, gut pick. It's a gut bet. It's a gut bet. I might be wrong. If you want to go to this with the stats, Washington might be probably the play with how good their defense is, but it's a gut bet. So if you don't want to tail this game, I wouldn't blame you whatsoever. Speaking of money line underdogs, by the way, taking another money line underdog. This is my official money line underdog of the week. It's not a big one though, but it's Texans plus one ten against Patriots. Uh, big thing here, the big thing in this matchup that makes me want to bet on the Texans is their passing offense against the Patriots passing defense. So seventy five point two percent of the Texans' offensive yards come through the air, which is the highest mark in the NFL. They're also ninth in completion percentage, second in yards per pass attempt, sixth in passer rating, third in yards per completion. So they really are one of the best passing offenses in the National Football League. Meanwhile. The Patriots are 25th in opponent completion percentage, 31st in opponent yards per pass attempt, and dead last in opponent yards per completion. So we have one of the best passing offenses against one of the worst passing defenses here. So we'll take the Texans as a home underdog, plus 110. I'm not going to overreact to the Patriots beating the the Ravens on Sunday night. Texans plus 110, money line underdog of the week. Uh, Steelers against the Jaguars. I'm taking, I am going to take the big spread here. Steelers minus 10 at minus 110. I backed the Packers to cover the big spread against the Jags last week. That didn't work out, but I'm going to back the Steelers to cover the 10 points this week. Uh, is Jake Luton legit? I'm still going to say no, but to be fair, he had two st- solid games in a row. I mean, he didn't play great against the Packers, but he did enough to cover. Uh, but I, <laughs> he's going up against arguably the best defense in the NFL right now, so... Um, Good luck to him this week. Let's compare some stats between the Steelers defense and the Jaguars defense because they are quite night and day. Uh, So the Steelers, sixth in opponent yards per game. Jaguars are 31st. Steelers are third in opponent yards per pass attempt. The Jaguars are dead last. Steelers are first in opponent completion percentage. Jaguars are 31st. Steelers are second in opponent average passer rating. Jaguars are 31st. So, like I said, it's like the best defense in the league going up against the worst defense in the league. No brainer for me on this one. I'll take the Steelers to cover the number here, minus 110, minus 10, minus 110. Uh, Broncos, Dolphins. This is going to be a controversial pick because I'm going against the Dolphins again. I feel like I've talked so much shit about the Dolphins the past couple weeks. uh, I can't start betting on them now. Um, But to be fair, shit talk aside... I actually do think these two teams are more evenly matched than people think. Uh, Broncos are 26th in yards per game. Dolphins are 29th. Broncos are 17th in opponent yards per game. Dolphins are 19th. Broncos are 27th in third down conversion percentage. Dolphins are 28th. Broncos are second in red zone defense. Dolphins are 25th. So, I mean, there's 
all those stats, they're close, but also the Broncos have the advantage in all of them as well. So I know I've uh, I've turned up the shit talk against the Dolphins lately. Part of the reason why is because it's Joe's favorite team, so it's just kind of fun to do. But in all honesty, looking at these statistics, I mean, I just cited them. These teams are fairly even. So I'm going to go ahead and take the home team that's getting points. So Broncos plus three and a half, minus 110 against the Dolphins. Also, the Dolphins are going to be so public. My assumption is that they're going to be the most public team in the NFL this week. And let me just uh, back or check uh, Odd Shark right now. I mean, it's Wednesday night, so uh, these numbers will shift before Sunday. But I'm going to take a guess that, ooh, public's on, or at least right now, 59% on the Falcons. That's kind of interesting. Uh, Patriots, 65%. Wow. Um, yeah, Miami, 70% of bets as of right now are on Miami. So a little fade the public action there, taking the Broncos. Um, next game though, let's take a look at Chargers Jets. I don't have a lot to say about this one because I don't have much to say about either of these teams ever. One, because the Jets are just bad at everything. And two, the Chargers are average at everything. But I am going to back the Chargers to cover the big spread. Minus nine at minus 105. Chargers offense, actually not too bad. They are fourth in NFL in yards per game, 403.7 per game. Jets are, of course, dead last in offensive yards per game at 266. Listen, I, I've ranted about the Jets before in previous episodes of this podcast, but they're dead last in basically, and I'm when I say literally, I think I actually do mean literally every single offensive stat. So uh, think of an offensive stat. Go ahead and just think of an offensive stat. Jets are last in it. They're, they're terrible. They're, they're historically bad on offense. Um Net yards per play, they're like minus 1.8. It's insane. It's ugly. Can't bet on the Jets, won't bet on the Jets. If I bet on the Chargers and the Jets cover, I can live with it. If I bet on the Jets and they get blown out, I will not be happy with myself. So I'll just go ahead and take Chargers minus 9, minus 105. Next up, Vikings-Cowboys. Dalvin Cook might get a million yards against the Cowboys. So I'm back in the Vikings minus 7 at minus 110. Listen, Vikings are averaging 5.2 yards per carry, second highest mark in the NFL. Davlin Cook himself is averaging 5.5 yards per carry, while the Cowboys are second last in opponent rushing yards per game, third last in opponent yards per carry at five. So it's just a fantastic matchup for the Vikings offense. Minnesota is also third in red zone offense and fourth in red zone defense. So very good team in the red zone. They're also good in um, third down defense as well. They're fourth and third down defense. Cowboys are 28th. Cowboys are also dead last in average turnover margin. An average of minus 1.4 turnovers per game. Ezekiel Elliott can't hold on the ball. He needs to get rid of those sleeves. The ball is slipping, sliding all over the place. Awesome matchup for the Vikings here. I'll take them to cover the 7-point spread as favorites at minus 110. Uh, We're getting down on the end uh, pretty quickly here as well. Uh, When there's uh, games that don't have lines, though, it makes these episodes pretty quick. Uh, Packers Colts love this game. I'm taking the under 51 and a half at minus 110 for a game that has a total in the 50s. It had, it features the the best defense in the NFL in terms of yards allowed per game in the Colts. That makes no sense to me. They're allowing 200 only 290.4 yards per game, while the Packers are also actually pretty good in the, in that category as well. Uh, only off or only uh, ninth. In opponent yards per game at 335.9. So they're also fourth in opponent points per game at 19.7. The Packers are 15th in opponent points per game at 24.9. Uh, so you got arguably the best defense in the NFL, easily top five defense with a uh, defense of the Packers that's average, maybe slightly above average, but yet the totals in 
the 50s. Now, I will say someone pointed this out to me on Twitter. I mean, the, the Colts haven't exactly played against any juggernaut offenses so far this season, so the stats might be a little bit skewed based on their competition, but they look good against the Titans last week. Uh, Colts also are 25th in red zone offense, which is always a good sign for an under. They're also 30th and third down conversion percentage. So another, I mean, I don't really like the Colts offense. I don't trust them to score enough points to cover. I mean, 51 and a half. I don't get it at all. Now I will, I do have to be fair. I'll mention the Packers are third in points per game, sixth in yards per game. But I mean, that's just one aspect. Can the, is the Packers offense good enough for this total? Yes, but I don't think the Colts offense is and neither defense is, is too good for this total. Colts are, a lot of their offenses are, a lot of their offenses statistics are kind of middle of the pack. So, that's all i got to say about this game. I think defenses are just too good for a total in the 50s. I'll take under 51.5 at minus 110. Sunday nighter, Chiefs Raiders, or it's probably going to get flexed down from the Sunday nighter, but no line out for this game is what, Chiefs 6.5 before the announcement about the COVID uh, protocol for the Raiders today. I, w- I would have taken the Chiefs. I didn't even handicap it, but I, I would have taken the Chiefs probably. Uh, but I'll have to tweet out my pick before the game starts. And then the Monday nighter, Rams, Bucks. We're already at the last game. Only 12 games here with the uh, two of them no line yet. So Chiefs, Bucks, or sorry, Rams, Bucks, taking the Rams. Rams plus four, minus 110. A lot of my picks, I'm looking through the uh, like public consensus page. I'm going against the public a lot this week I think yes yeah a lot of people are in the Bucks too um I love the Rams I love the Rams in general I think they have a shot to make another Super Bowl run if only they had a better QB because I mean Jared Goff's not the answer he just isn't that's why if they play in a game where they get down it's hard for them to kind of come back and win because then they need to rely on Jared Goff's arm and he just can't do it but if they get up early and can kind of really focus on running the ball and just like short dump off passes and things like that Rams are very good in that spot. And I love them to cover the spread Monday night football against the Bucks. The big reason why is because the Bucks seem to cover against good defenses. Or sorry, against bad defenses. They don't seem to cover against good defenses. Saints twice beat them up. Saints have, like I said earlier, have a pretty underrated defense. Giants, they almost lost to. Giants have a pretty good defense. And then the Bears, they lost to. And they looked like the Bucks offense looked bad in a couple of those games. Looked bad against the Bears. Didn't look great against the Giants. Looked bad against the Saints there. Uh, was that last week? Two weeks ago. But then when they play a bad defense, like the Raiders, Panthers, or Chargers, they wipe the floor with them. So I think the Rams defense is going to cause a lot of issues for Tom Brady this week. Rams are second in opponent yards per game. First in opponent yards per pass attempt. First in opponent yards per completion. Second in sacks per game. Fifth in opponent third down conversion percentage. Ninth in red zone defense. Most underrated defensive unit in the NFL right now is the LA Rams. No question. I think Tom Brady's going to struggle against them. Rams are also first in the NFL in net yards per play. Plus one. Bucks are pretty close behind them though. Plus 0.8. Uh, if the line was below three points, I don't know if I'd feel as comfortable with it, but I love it at plus four. Considered money line, but I'll take the plus four instead. Rams plus four, minus 110 against the Bucks On Monday night football, that's it. Those are my picks. Pretty quick episode again today. Just going to be slightly over 30 minutes. Um, but let's recap my picks really quick. I'll rip through them and I'll give you guys my five best ones, that, uh, which are will be my five Capra Cup picks. 
So Cardinals, Seahawks over 57.5. Titans plus 6 versus Ravens, minus 110. Eagles, Browns under 47.5, minus 110. Saints minus 5, minus 105 versus Falcons. Bengals plus 105 on the money line against Washington. Texans plus 110 against the Patriots. So that's the money line underdog pick of the week. Steelers minus 10, minus 110 against the Jaguars. Broncos plus 3.5. Minus 110 against the Dolphins. Chargers, minus 9, minus 105 against the Jets. Vikings, minus 7, minus 110 against the Cowboys. Packers, Colts, under 51.5, minus 110. Rams, plus 4, minus 110. Pretty good juice on all these. I don't have any, like, minus 120s, which is nice for a change. Um, and then I'll tweet out my pick for Lions, Panthers, and Chiefs, Raiders before kickoff on Sunday. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I love my picks this week. I got to say, I love, love, love the board. I might go 14 and 0. little warning. I might go 14 and 0. I could pitch the perfect game. Wouldn't that be nuts? If I ever, if I ever go 14 and 0 or have a perfect week while betting on every single game, that'd be nuts. Could be this week. Could be this week. I'm feeling good. Five best bets. Uh, Saints are my best bet of the week, minus five against the Falcons. And then I got Titans plus six, Rams plus four, the under and the Packers Colts, and Steelers minus 10 versus Jaguars. Those are my five best bets if you just want to tail those, just the five. Titans, Saints, Rams, Steelers, and Packers Colts under. That's all I have for you guys. Hopefully next week I have some jersey stats so I can really become a professional better. Um, But until then, oh, I'm also going to get Joe. Joe's uh, going to, I'm going to interview Joe. Uh, I talked to Moda, he agreed to it, so we just got to set up a night. Uh, just a little casual shit-talking uh, conversation with Joe. And that will be either next week or the week after. We will see. But until next week, I'll see you guys then. I love you all. Best of luck to your bets this week. This has been the NFL Week 11 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.